My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. As we age, the question comes up, how do we remain fruitful for the Lord? Can these years in the second half of our life even increase in effectiveness? I want to be fruitful for the Lord. What about you? Welcome, friend. Do you find yourself with an empty nest and a faded vision? Then you're in the right place. God still has a calling and mission for us in the second half of our lives. Because you know what? We're not done yet. Welcome to episode 34, entitled, How to Be Full of Fruit in the Second Half. I'm feeling a little bit more of my second half of life these days. I just turned 58 a couple of days ago, and I find it sort of a weird age. I'm I'm still technically in my 50s, but I'm getting near 60, and I think I kind of just feel old in new ways, like different parts of me are starting to age and in ways that that are just unexpected. And I can ask myself the question, am I getting too old to be used? Maybe I missed God's call at some other point and and now I just need to get out of the way for younger women. But that is not according to the Lord. I love that he includes encouragements to those of us, even as we're getting old. One of my favorite one of those verses is in Psalm 92. And I'm going to read you from verses 12 to 15. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are even full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no unrighteousness in him. Isn't that a great set of verses? You know, as plants get old... They don't produce as much fruit. Most plants don't have as high quality of fruit. And I have had a very vivid picture of this idea of plants getting old or plants being unsheltered. Yeah, I'm down here in Texas and this winter in February, when we went through what we now lovingly call snowvid. You know, here we are with COVID. And by the way, my family actually had COVID during this time. And Northern Canada decides to show up on our doorstep. And we're just not ready for that. Our pipes aren't ready for that. Our electrical grid apparently was not ready for that. You know what else was not ready for that? My very lovely sago palm that was right outside my front door. Beautiful big green leaves. And I did cover it and I did what I could to it. But it is so dead. And all around San Antonio, there's like these these huge cactus plants that are just wilted. And they're just done. And all the palm trees were having to cut everything back. Why? Because they were not the kind of plant that could survive that sort of weather event without protection. And you know what? I'm not the kind of plant that can weather all of the difficulties of life without protection. And that's what this scripture shows me. I need to stay in the Lord's courts. That's where my 
protection is. That's where I'm going to be nurtured. So what are the kind of things that are like snowvid in my life? Those things that are personal slayers of my flourishing. They're my personal snowvid coming to bust my pipes and kill me with frigid temperatures and send me under a blanket and just wishing for Bermuda. I think there are two things that I can identify as the two biggest problems at this stage of my life that kill me and that kill my fruitfulness. The first is ingratitude and the second is bitterness. So what is the solution for that? The solution for ingratitude is pretty obvious. It's thankfulness. In episode 24 is doing a series on prayer and I talk about how Thanksgiving is my secret sauce in my prayer life. It has totally performed a paradigm shift for me in how I approach prayer and how um, I deal with worry and deal with other ones of the issues that come up against me. Thanksgiving turns the enemy's weapons into opportunities for the Lord to show himself strong. And the whole idea with thanking God is the secret, is to thank God for everything. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 is is one of those verses that's all the time. In everything, give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. But if we go back to the word everything, it means everything. Like the bad stuff too. What happens if I don't give thanks? Romans 1.21 gives me a perfect picture of that. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. That's what happens to me. That's that thing that comes against my heart being fruitful is ingratitude. I don't want to have a foolish heart and I don't want it to be darkened. A dark heart? That's horrible futile thoughts, those are worthless. I don't want to go down unfruitful speculative paths in my old age. I want to be fruitful. So in order to do that, I'm going to have to practice thanksgiving. If I am not grateful for what all the things the Lord has done in my life, all the things he's currently doing, despite what I can see going wrong, I will not be fruitful. The other thing is bitterness. Bitterness is the enemy of my heart. Do I want to grow a fruitful tree or a root of bitterness? Because really, it's a decision. I can't have both. And by default, without choice, I will be in the place with a root of bitterness binding my heart. Hebrews 12.15 says, See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many defiled. I mean, I, the thing about that verse that always strikes me is that many people are defiled by the root of bitterness we allow in our own heart. It will hurt our marriage. It will hurt our children. It will hurt our grandchildren. It will hurt our church. It will hurt our neighbors. It will hurt everybody around us. The longer I live, the more hurts or betrayals or disappointments will come. That is reality. So if I want to have life-giving fruitfulness in my life in this second half, I'm going to have to not eat the poisonous fruit of bitterness, and I'm going to have to keep it from infecting someone else. I'm going to have to be careful. Proverbs 4.23 says, watch over your heart with all diligence. From it flow the springs of life. 
out of our heart will flow life-giving water or poison. And I want mine to be life-giving water. That is where fruitfulness will come from. Okay, so we've identified the two problems, ingratitude and bitterness. We know that for ingratitude, we're going to practice thankfulness. But that even thankfulness needs a helping hand every now and then. And to combat bitterness, we're going to have to be diligent with our hearts. So how do we do that? Here are my antidotes to these issues. The first one and most important is to be in the Word. I've got to be in the Bible. I've got to be just saturating my soul and my mind and my heart with the truth of God. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen says, Your words were found and I ate them. And your words became for me a joy and a delight of my heart. For I've been called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. There is nothing more important to me than being in the word. And there's nothing more life giving. I'll put a link in the show notes to a series that I did on quiet times because having a quiet time every morning is my best antidote. The next thing is to remember what the Lord has done. You know, as we get older, we our memories go down. I'm telling you, I walk in rooms. I have no idea. I look at longtime friends. I don't know their names. It's just weird. It's like my brain has holes. But I want to remember what the Lord has done because it affects how I act. It, it either encourages my faith and keeps me in hope. And if I don't remember what he's done, I get just sure that nothing good will ever happen. Deuteronomy 4.9 says, only give heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently. That sounds like that last one about keeping our hearts so that you do not forget the things which your eyes have seen and they do do not depart from your heart all the days of your life. We don't want in these later days to forget the things of the Lord, but make them known to your sons and your grandsons. If we remember what the Lord has done, then we are going to pass that on to the generation behind us. So our first thing was to remain in the word. We're going to remember what the Lord has done. And the last, it's walking with Jesus. I need to be praying and talking to Jesus all the time. As things come up, I can turn to the Lord with everything. I can talk to him night and day. There is no formality that has to be there. I just speak to him. He calls us to that. Jeremiah 29, 12 through 13 says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. All I have to do is look for him. Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. He's there to help us no matter what is happening, no matter what we need. He is there. So how do we remain fruitful in this second half of our life? Maybe even we'll increase in effectiveness. That's what I desire. How are we going to take advantage of the opportunities that will show themselves in these empty nest years. In episode 28, I have a whole episode on the opportunities of the empty nest, because this is a time that we are going to have new places that we can walk into with the Lord. You know what? The only way that we are going to remain fruitful, take advantage of the opportunities, increase in effectiveness, it's to be planted in the Lord's courts, Just like Psalm 92 says, we will flourish 
It like the palm tree and the cedar. When we are planted in the house of the Lord, we will flourish in the courts of our God. That is how we will do it by holding his hand, by staying in his word, by constantly talking with him, by thanking him for everything, by trusting his plan, even now. So what do you think? You want to join me? Let's throw off the weight of the ingratitude and the bitterness. Let's examine our hearts and plant ourselves deep in the courts of the Lord. Because you know what, emptiness, sister? We're not done yet. We have a job to do. We have places to be fruitful. You want to join me? Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, susankmacias.com, to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Susan K. Macias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing. Because you're not done yet. 